They were high school sweethearts that got married and had two kids. It's the Brunigs. In the swamp of D.C. they tweet all day, but that's okay. They're the Brunigs. She is a journalist. He is a wonk. Wonk, wonk, wonk. They talk about the news or whatever they want. In the fight for justice, they're on your side. You can't deny it's the Brunigs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our Low Effort, Low Quality podcast. This is your special, very special guest, very guest host, Liz Brunig. This is my husband, Matt. Hello, everyone. Uh, today is our sixth anniversary. It is. I, I, got, I learned. Uh, yeah, I got Matt flowers. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Jane got me flowers for Father's Day, too. Yeah, who says you can't give a guy flowers? Uh, you know, it's I, I don't mind them and... It's great because they, you know, they do eventually die, and you, okay. you know, they well, don't so take yeah, up they're space. not clutter. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Matt hates clutter. You know, uh, we're moving as well. Lots of uh, lots of things happening around here, and uh, I thought about telling, uh, unleashing Matt, and being like, just declutter the whole house, just throw away whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still toying with that. I mean, I worry that I would come out here and literally everything would be gone, like all my books. Yeah, it doesn't really work because um, you have to make decisions about certain things. Uh, yeah. So and it's I, pretty much all your decisions to make. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the the lower courts kicked that one back uh, to I mean, me. I could do it. I mean, like books are an interesting example because we'd have too many books. No, but, we are fine on books. But people... Can't I feel like that's like the most uncomfortable thing to suggest to someone. Throwing like, away books? And yeah, like, like, oh, you have too many books. Like, we're all full with books. You can't buy any more books. You know what I mean? That's like, like... With pans or something. So, okay, okay, yeah. But I'm like, sorry, man. No more books. I mean, people just send me books. It's not even a matter I know, of buying I know, them. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't buy books. Neither <laughs> 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 of us purchase. Uh, Peasantry don't know about the review copy. Purchase books. Uh, but um, it like to suggest that uh, seems odd. Yeah, it I'm going like to tweet out, my husband's making me throw away all my books and says I can't have any more books like it's a trad thing. But the thing is, there are only so many places for books. And once the places are filled i w- i mean i'm not uh, you know this is a physics issue you're, it's you're not just a total philistine like I, I i love built-in bookshelves i think they're beautiful and even if they're not built in even like ikea bookshelves lining the walls with book spines i mean i just find it it makes a room very cozy and attractive yeah, right? it's i don't i don't mind books on the wall but if all the book spaces are filled up and then books continue to come in, you see there's a that's a problem. All right, right? King. Um, and so now so, they just kind of get stacked and then you like, know, what the fuck do we, you know? I'm glad that I didn't suggest that to you because I see that it would have immediately blown up in my face. Um, so I'm decluttering uh, ahead of our move. Uh, moving sucks, very difficult. Shouldn't have had surgery right as we were moving. Uh, but I did. And so that's the situation that I'm in. Uh, but it's our anniversary. So six years, uh, would you re-up? Like, what if you had to re-up every year on your anniversary and stay married or not? Well, I saw you tweeted our the picture. I did. Yes. Our, 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 our wedding pictures featuring mm-hmm. um, me and you and the Honorable Judge Melissa Lendesh of uh, New Orleans Parish. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about this? I remember that we went to the courthouse. Uh, it was fairly early. You had to go the day before to get some sort of paperwork done or some shit like that. I don't know. I wasn't going to fuck with that. You're the lawyer. Uh, and then, you know, we had to wait 24 hours. We came back or something along those lines. Uh, or maybe you just went that morning. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, there was some short, short, short delay period. We came back uh, to the courthouse. Uh, we went in, there was a sign on the wall that said the Wi-Fi password was Quincy Jones or something. Mm-hmm. You took a picture of that. You liked that. Um, and then 
we we went in and we uh you know told the court employees we were here to get married and they're like all right right over here and uh the secretary lady who worked for the judge took pictures and then she gave us some advice and she said let no man or woman put asunder what god has brought together and she was like don't let another woman get with your man i was like i i will keep an eye on that Mm -hmm. i'll watch that Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very nice and then we left and like we went to crystal burger you know you can get like 20 tiny burgers that's mm-hmm. kind of fun sometimes uh, known as uh, uh white castle yeah yeah similar concept actually Sim- i think they had a special thing there it wasn't crystal or white castle it was a, a unique to new orleans chain uh perhaps uh it was on prince street or maybe or maybe whatever. it was crystal i don't I know i think it was crystal but uh, and that was it. Well, then we was married. I mean, I'm sure we had sex or something. We were in a hotel. So what else are you going to do? I remember my knees hurting really bad. Why? Because that was the summer after my law school was over. And I'd already secured my job at the NLRNB. Uh-huh. Cowards. And so I that was my first summer in which I didn't really have anything to do for like six or seven years. You know, okay. So you have the school during the fall, school during the spring, and then summer. It was working for unions, working for politicians, yeah. working for you know, basically doing political and union work. I did that for every summer up to that point, and then that summer I didn't have anything to do except, I guess, theoretically study for the bar, which I only probably spent two weeks doing. Um, and so what I would do is I would I would play basketball which was a you know the only you know been a while since i played basketball i didn't play any basketball (laughs) when i was in boston or anything like that and i don't know what the deal was but just like from having not played for many years and then going out there and hitting it hard my knees the sides of my knees were just killing me and i couldn't even really walk all that well i i do remember you kind of limping for some strange reason matt Matt's a little bit like a Wes Anderson character in that there's always some unexplained injury happening. Like, no, no. Like, usually I'm healthy. I'm fully healthy. No, like he has like six months a year where he's dying of some sort of unexplained cough. Usually that no that's one, a shorter period, but it's gone now. No one can treat or like, he, you know, he, he's got some sort of you know, bleeding or, you know, got some sort of muscle injury. I mean, you never know what you're going to be dealing with but he's always uh you oh, know yeah i did hurt my, i did hurt my fingers really badly yep. and then a couple weeks later hurt the other <laughs> fingers on the yeah. other hand really badly <laughs> well well i've talked about this on twitter and <laughs> i think it's funny to bring up because it pisses people off for some reason but when you when you wake a man up from sleep they act like they've never seen you before and they don't know who you are. And they're like, they're they're immediately prepared to fight you to the death. Yeah, I remember this from when my dad was sleeping. And so I, I, I woke you up because Jane was yelling for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, Matt, Jane's calling you. And you never know what I'm saying when I wake you up for like four minutes or so. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Matt, Jane's calling you. And you're like, who's in here? I was like, no, no one's in here. Jane is calling out to you. She's in her room. She is saying, dad, dad. Mm-hmm. You're like, what are they doing? And I was like, go out there. And you ran like so like a bat out of hell and smashed your hand on the door. Yeah. I mean, I, I was not moving that quickly, but I did just hit my hand on the door, which was already open. Yeah, we, but we, I just kind of caught the cor- but yeah. I just caught the corner of it, and it was like Jesus. Anyways, yeah, and then the other one, I I fell down while I was uh, was was hiking, and uh, yeah, had to brace Matt likes myself. to go out in the woods and try to get himself killed. You know, it's not great. Uh, me and you act like the woods. These are well defined trails on the rock. Dude, Creek somebody Park. just died uh, in there. Like it was a child, though. Yes, I mean, and you take our children in there, not for nothing, but like that place is, you know, it's wild, it's wilderness. It's it's. It's well-maintained wilderness. Literally um, a child died in there, but okay. Go off, King. Uh, it's le- way less dangerous than the car, for sure. Um, okay. And yeah, so that was a th- that was a thing. I could barely walk, and it was <laughs> I really, really tough. That. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> funny. But Strange. Uh, what's the matter with your husband? Is he a vet? Uh, he's just played basketball too much. Um <laughs> 
did you do you remember before we were married <laughs> when you i think you were like roughly high school aged but when you would like hang out at the mall and shit and you would get hard hard sell recruited by the army and stuff well no so i never hung out at the mall but that's where my mom worked she yeah. worked at the mall so i would have to be up there for various reasons from time to time the jc pinier yeah uh, related to my mom's work whether I don't know, picking, picking her, her up, up or whatever, or whatever yeah. the shit was. And yeah, and I would get recruited a lot. Yeah. I mean, they were, they seemed to push it pretty hard. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess I had a, you know, my, my hair was cut very short and <laughs> I yeah, was and they're like, this is a guy who's going to be on the domestic terrorism watch yeah, list. I, guess. Unless... I never thought about that at the time, but probably the haircut really had a lot to do with it. Because they were just like, oh, he has his head shaved and he's like a, he's like a whatever, six foot tall. Shit kicking white dude. uh, Yeah. yeah. Looks like like he's about to, you know. He probably wants to do military. He's probably into that shit. That's why he's dressed and stuff like that. And it's like, no, I just, I just don't like having hair. Yeah. Matt says that he would prefer if if, uh, he was just bald and his hair didn't grow at all. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and he also says when he gets a haircut that his head feels less heavy. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's so fucking crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> I and it's like, less hot. I have but. gone to the hair salon, braided my hair, and had like 10 to 12 inches cut off to donate. And it's never changed the weight of my head. I got into an argument with the... I got into a couple arguments back in the day with the recruiters well one oh, of them wasn't God. so much an argument but he kept asking me like why i wasn't interested i was like nah i'm, I'm good and i just so i told him well i don't want to kill anybody mm-hmm. and then he said well you know not every job I mean, we have jobs where you don't kill anybody that's true i mean and a lot i was them. like well not really i mean you know it's part of a overall apparatus it's a little bit too close for my comfort i mean i know i'm in the imperial core my hands are bloody in general but like being that close to the edge of it uh you know the the tip of the spear even if i'm not right on the tip it's it's too close to comfort for me Mm -hmm. um and he didn't really seem to appreciate that um i can't imagine but then another guy got into some weird argument and this was a this was a latino gentleman Mm -hmm. um and I, you know, I was telling him about all the bad shit, you know, that U.S. military does historically. And I started bringing up, you know, I was like, about Mexico, man, about the Mexican-American war. That's true. That did happen. Come on, man. You know, I did like the Joe Biden on him. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Come on, brother. He started getting really fucking hot oh, at that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I can like, see why Like, that. he kind of felt like I was, like, maybe being, like, a you're, little, you're a traitor. Yeah. You're doing treason to your yeah. people. Well, the, probably because um, that's, uh, it seems that is, in fact, sort of what you were. Well, no. I was just bringing up, you know, I talk about Vietnam. I mean, okay. I talk about all sorts of stuff. Vietnam. Uh, I didn't have, like, a, I wasn't, like, super crisp. Uh, crisp. You know what I mean? You know, I was only crisp. like maybe 17 or 18, but you know. That's, I, that is a maximally crisp period for you. But I did, I was, you know, <laughs> in terms of extracurricular activity, I was, I was very interested in these yeah. topics. So I yeah, would, I know. you know, I would, t- I, I had some enough knowledge to kind of like talk to a recruiter. I, mm-hmm. I don't know about like, you know. Sure. Maybe go, going higher than that, I might've gotten, you know, might've s- struggled a little bit, but uh so in our uh, you know uh, i guess six years of marriage now uh what is what is the happiest time see i don't really rank i don't really rank like that is there a happy experience have you generally gotten happier has the happiness stayed level or has it trailed off um i don't know it's a tough question. Some people refer to like the seven year itch where like you um you've been married for seven years and then you, you start to wanna be uh unfaithful. No, no, no. I don't have any I don't have any issues like that. Infidelity but, starts to appeal. You know. It's a it's an objectively difficult period, but it's because of the small yeah children two young kids below school age now by the way school's not even in session yeah school's dead now it's gone um, it's never i mean back. they're both below school age i guess jane is pre-k age so i don't know what you count that but pre-k is uh a, a no not available yeah um 
and I don't know when it will become available yep. again. We're going to have to homeschool. I'm going to trad wife. Um, well, y- you know, that won't, that's not going to work either. So, <laughs> so it's, you have the usual, so it's two young kids. That's already one of the hardest things. You know, if you look at the studies and whatever. I've seen the studies. Um, especially one below the age of one, though she's actually been relatively easy. She's chill. Um, and, but then also no school. So, yeah. I mean, now it's like really on you. And yeah. But you, but both working. Full time. And, and I mean, it could be worse. Obviously, some people have to, you know. We could we, have four kids. I work at home and I'm somewhat flexible. So, you know, it's easier to deal with some of the uh, exigencies of that. But anyways, that's a huge money pit. And it's a huge. Energy pit. Time yeah. and coordination and the auxiliary institutions in society that exist that allow you to push some of that burden off, say childcare and pre-K, if you will, are not available. So you just, you're getting it, you're getting all the squeeze. But that's the point, I guess, in which I'm saying it's very difficult to evaluate the marital relationship as some kind of separate entity. Yeah. Because it's embedded in a, a much broader thing yeah and so I, I don't even know that it's possible to like oh that part is you know it's like just so fundamentally different you know mm-hmm. i don't know what do you I mean what's your take uh well you know i have lots of like happy memories uh i definitely know what the worst event in our marriage so far has been like the worst two hours mm-hmm. and <laughs> That's when, um, for like, for whatever reason, last Christmas, I thought it would be a great idea to go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look well, at yeah. But that wasn't really a marital issue. I No, but I mean. Anyways, well, the story. It, it kind of became one. But I, it like, it, it, you know, the way that Matt and I fight, everyone fights in marriage. The way that we fight is like localized to the event exactly. And then everyone just stops caring immediately afterwards. So like if we have a fight in the car, it's over when we get out of the car. Um, But we, I was like, you know, it would be fun was to go look at, like they do these Christmas light shows where you like kind of drive through and you look at all the Christmas lights. It's very fancy displays, like really big, interesting Christmas lights. You listen to Christmas music and you know, the kids can sit in their car seats, look out the window, maybe Claire will sleep. And Jane will have a good time. This is because, it, you know, all the stuff that Jane liked to do was closed. It was too cold to go to the park at night. It was dark early. We couldn't go to the pool. So, like, she was bored. So, I suggested this. I ran it by her. She clearly misunderstood the premise, but I didn't understand at the time. So, we got there to the park. And you're on a loop road. And all you can do is drive through. Like, you can't leave once you're on it. Right. And so you have to go through the whole loop. Right. We're on a loop. We're moving at like a snail's pace behind other cars. Um, and both of the kids hate it. Claire wants to get out of her car seat. Well, Claire is a few months old. Yeah. So she doesn't have no idea what's going on. Right. She's maybe five months old. Jane is, uh, you know, three and uh, wants to get out and go up to the light displays yeah, and yeah. touch them and things. Yeah. You know, as she children. thought we were going to go to somewhere where you could get out and see the lights. Oh, and, my God. And instead it was look through the window. But then she also was sick. At it, And she chose that particular moment to disclose that she was not feeling well. So both of the kids just end up wailing. And we're, in a, we're trapped in a slow-moving car <laughs> going through this loop road. And I just like, I, <laughs> with two screaming kids, I can't really help either of them with their problem. Uh, uh, the craving for death in me has never been so strong uh as in that moment um it was it was hellish it was hell on earth i mean i i wouldn't go to one of those things now uh you know i won't well, ever... it also sucked the, sh- okay. the thing was I not well fun. done no it it can be but i mean i i've seen these things in texas and this was just was just a joke um relative to what you see in texas i think it supported like Um, a children's hospital or something like a charity i don't think so i think they're raising money for that park or whatever um but anyways um 
Yeah. It sucked. It was I horrible. was okay. I actually didn't. I actually, I actually was, I had, I was held together. I was fine. I mean, I like, cause I knew it was going to end eventually and we would get home and you know, it was okay. Like I, it didn't bother me that, that much. You know what I mean? And also, I mean, I'm driving, so there's really nothing I can do anyways. So that kind of takes any responsibility I have off the table, like logically, like, whereas you're in a somewhat different situation because you could maybe conceivably do something. What, do what? No, I'm not saying, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you might be thinking like, oh, maybe I can, you know, say something or entertain them or, you know, get something, a toy or something. Um, so I could see why you might be more Most frustrated. Most days but. I block it out and try to forget that it happened. When I do remember that it happened, I have like flashbacks standing at the sink or something, I'll be like, Jesus, oh my God, please just take this memory from me. I, I don't ever want to think about it again. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's also kind of funny now that I look back on it, how God awful shitty it was and what a bad call. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember the ladies saying in the wedding vows, because they just, you know, we didn't write our vows. You know, a lot of a lot of people write their vows now. And uh, as funny as it would have been to make Matt engage in that, I'm sure he would have just Googled wedding vows and printed it off. Well, that's for more performance-based weddings, right? I mean, we just went to a court. I don't know that it's performance-based. I mean, that's certainly an aspect of it. But You wouldn't do it if yes. there weren't, an, it wasn't an audience. No, tons of people, it's like something, you know, that you write them privately and then it's this touching thing that you read to your spouse. Oh, I always thought it was for the crowd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So as I mean, you don't think so? I bet it is mostly for the crowd, right? I I know people who have eloped who wrote their own vows. Mm -hmm. And this was like part of what made it touching and like kind of DIY. In, instead of like going to a church and having the vows read to you by a priest or something like. Yeah, but I'm talking about a court. Uh, okay. A courthouse. But even if you go to like City Hall or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, it was, you know, we just did it on the fly. We wrote our own vows and we, you know, kind of just did it our own way. I'd be curious about the percentages. All right. Uh, Matt's a truther on this. Uh, what What would you, if you had to write your own wedding vows, what would you? No, I'm going to do it. You would just uh, decline. Yeah, I don't really get it. I mean, I know you got to say you got to do one that's funny so that uh, everyone laughs. You got to do that one. You're so um, you know, <laughs> there was a lady, a performance artist, uh, who did a thing on Twitter about the wedding vows of the girl who bullied you in high school. She's like, Jason, you're the love of my life. Even though you're an Eagles fan, <laughs> right? She yeah, yeah. stops for the crowd to laugh. That's a, that's the whole shtick. That's the whole shtick. That's what I'm saying. And uh-huh. so, yeah, and you got to do stuff like that, basically, right? Like you got to basically do trivial things. Yeah. Right. That's why you'd think about it. Is that's like, what they are. What's well, all the Liz trivia I could? None, well, yeah, 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 but also trivial in the sense of like not really that important. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, how do you get more? The, the standard ones hit the the you know the actual like i don't know deeply seated important ones like stick together through death and sickness and so on right so all that's left on top of that is like stupid shit like i vow to put the toilet seat down (laughs) 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 so So hateful that's the Um. only thing left I th- I think it would be amusing to to see what you would come up with if you did write your own vows, but we didn't. And the judge was like, "Though you will go through hard times together, how much sweeter they will be when you face them together." And I don't know if that's always uh, <laughs> the case for Matt. Uh, certainly is for me. I uh, I'm glad I have you there, I- even in the most hellish times in my life, such as when. We were trapped in that car in the light show. And, well, and see, we don't really, ha- we've only really had the like one hard time. During this upcoming move, which I'm sure will also be a little slice of hell yeah. right here on Earth. Well, the, the, these are hard times only in the sense of uh, low coping escalates the uh, the situation. Uh, excuse me, which one of us is uh, low coping? I'm, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to identify, I'm not going like, to name names. I don't but think the epic hard time in the vow is supposed to be the kids were crying in the car on a long trip 
No, they had, like the epic hard time is supposed to be. <laughs> I got fired for a tweet was yeah, unemployable yeah. in That's Washington. That's what I'm saying. That's the only instance no, really that, that we had. But, but Matt Matt Brunig innocent. Matt Brunig innocent. Uh, yeah. That. Well, I bounced back anyway. It's fine. Uh, if you recall, I, I I was actually fairly cool about that. Yeah, yeah, you were really good about that. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm on your side." You know, you got enough people mad at yeah, you. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, on on a on something that was very serious, you were right there, totally cool and collected and ready to to fight it out. But on just sort of day to day aggravations, you oh, kind of oh. blow your top. No, I I want to die a hundred times a day. Like uh, just because of just insane bullshit uh, that I have to put up with. Um, but if it's very serious stuff, then, you know, yeah, you got to get your shit together and get in gear. You got to get through it. And then, you know, you can bitch about it later or whatever. But I knew that wasn't going to help at the time. I was like, you already feel so bad about what happened and so shocked by it. And so like, I was like, well, I'm not adding to that, you know, fuck it. Anyway, I feel you. Um, we have more. Uh, we have some hot topics. All right. Um, this week, uh, you you don't do the hot topics song anymore. Hot topics. There we go. Uh, that's a drop. That's a recording we have. Um. So this week, one of the uh, if you remember this callback to last show, this is very popular with the listeners. We talked about the Washington Post article about the rando who wore uh, Megyn Kelly in blackface, a sort of convoluted uh, costume idea to Tom Toll's editorial cartoonist of the Washington Post Christmas party, uh, Halloween party, excuse me, that would be very fucked up for <laughs> a Christmas party. No, I'm for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm for it. <laughs> it was a Halloween party. Uh, and... Um, uh, one of the cancelers has now self-canceled. Yeah, she sure did. Uh, um, let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, <laughs> her, her name was uh, Lyric Prince. Uh, she, I, I believe, is an artist. Yes. Oh, here it is. Okay, so here it is. Yeah, on Medium. So this is the, I mean, you know, you could basically do these things. You could do a whole podcast of this, I believe, although I've never listened to it. This is basically what Jesse Singles podcast is, is because there's so much insane, like a little ephemera of like yeah. just nutters that even managed to like get up to higher levels of the cultural sector it, in various ways. It do be as um, such. And like just there's all sorts of insanity going on pretty much all the time. And so like, <laughs> you know, you can do a whole thing about like these crazy cancel people and these SJWs and whatever. Sure, sure. But, you know, I try not to. That sucks. We don't want to do nothing but be like the loops. I don't want to waste. Yeah. But since we yeah. did spend some time on the WAPO one last time. And because so this is funny. Catch up. Yes. And yeah. because this one is, is really is interesting in a number of ways. But yes. Yeah, so, so Lyric Prince is one of the two people who got the a uh, random person who was at Tom <laughs> Toll's Halloween party right, got her fired for blackface from two years ago. Not a public figure, whatever. There's been a lot of interesting stuff on this. I think yeah, Josh, yeah. Barrow Josh Barrow had a piece. And, and, and was it Olivia? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Olivia. They too uh, reported out a... It's a very uh, convenient you know, last name. Yeah, a kind of thing on how this all came about. <laughs> She's yeah, you're you're hearing it as Olivia Newsy, N E W S Y. She's a newsy. Newsy. She is a newsy. There you um, go. So they reported out an interesting long form on sort of how this story got written. But anyway, uh, anyways, one they did not include this. Uh, I don't the, think the, this the, happened. This uh, you had to really be on the ball to find this one. Yeah. The Medium dot com of Lyric Prince, which again one of the two instigators, she. Uh, self cancels in a very real way, and her <laughs> crime is that you know she's an artist, she's a performance artist, she's one of those people, you know, mm -hmm. theater people, whatever you want to call it, you know, on the avant garde, I guess, you yeah, know, probably yeah. does. What's that one they do in D.C. that like festival? I try not to think about it, but that's uh, like the weirdo festival. It's like the <laughs> it's like the. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't actually. You don't know what I'm talking about? But the, it's like the, the mattress freak, girl, you know? The DC, the DC <laughs> Freak Festival or something like that. <laughs> I 
you don't know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, there's a thing. There's a thing, and I it's swear like, I get always invited. To, they're like, like, do you want Matt's like walking down the street by scaffolding, seeing posters for like summer performances in the park, and he's internalizing it as the DC Fringe. Fringe, the DC go. Fringe Festival. But it's like the weird for in, and they, and you know, I'm <laughs> sure, like, sh- you know, that's just what comes to mind because I was invited to someone's like. <laughs> one one person avant-garde show on something or you this were one. Like, Fuck I was no. like, oh, what? Matt, no. I, I would love to me? be doing my avant-garde performance with only Matt. <laughs> 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 in the like a, I'm doing a one-man showing of Equus mm-hmm. where I'm like fucking a horse. Mm-hmm. And it's just Matt yeah. sitting out there. <laughs> oh God, I gotta Anyways. make that happen. So <laughs> she was doing a she was going to do something yeah that was going to be her response to the crisis on the border the refugee situation Trump putting all those kids in cages and all that kind of stuff yes, you know right. that atrocity which people used to be very interested in and now don't really seem to care at all genuinely um, awful human rights violations happening yeah there. but yep. we're off to other things other I guess stuff. Uh, Donnie Treason maybe he know. fixed it I don't know um, anyways um, she was she she doesn't explain <laughs> doesn't describe the particular details of this but says that I created and performed a skit that discussed the refugee crisis okay. in the style of a modest proposal. Oh. Um, which, okay. of course, that's a, that's as much as she goes on what the content of the skit. She didn't put the playbill or anything on mm-hmm. here. Um, and, um, uh, but course, you know, a modest proposal is a modest uh, proposal. They're gonna, isn't that eat the poor or something? It, like it's, that? Yeah, there are too uh, many Irish people. They're reproducing too quickly. They're running out of food. Why don't they just eat their. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but. You know the 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 point of that skit, yeah, is a satire. That's supposed to be the first satire, some shit like that. And <laughs> um, you know, but the the message of it, even though he's saying, you know, let's kill the poor and whatever, uh, is meant to be like, look how horrific this is. Right. So presumably, she did something like that, which was like, let's why don't why don't we just eat the refugees or whatever. And, but like you know, to reveal the sinister yeah. horrificness of of it. Um, but you know, that kind of thing is not really permissible anymore. It's like, tough. Yeah. Like in art, the art art has to literally depict the good thing that you want to happen. It, yeah. It can't even be that the point is a good one which is there's an atrocity going on on the border yeah no which no, is no. like oh yeah so we would all yes for sure and, and, and you it's know certainly true uh, but it's also you've got to just be like the atrocity is bad it's got it's got to be like a sam b like lecture right right it's um, got to it's a uh, it's purely morally didactic yes like uh what people imagine medieval art was like but it wasn't actually but they they imagine it was like you know you'd go see a play on how sinners go to hell Right. Uh, that's the only type of art we're doing now. Everything else is canceled. That's why we're on like season 12 of The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> so like, um, you know, The Handmaid's Tale is this dystopian novel, yep. right? About, you know, like the enslavement of women under like a, a patriarchal uh, Christian fascist regime in America. And, uh, you know, they they did a limited run prestige series on the novel, but the novel ends with a sort of uncertain fate for the narrator as she, you know, is presumably apprehended by state forces and discovered to be, uh, you know, dissenting in some way. Um, but the show I saw to my amusement has actually gone on and now they're like badass boss bitches killing oh, all killing yeah. all the patriarchy guys right. and establishing their own matriarchy all you right. know whatever yeah, fuck it right. but the point is you know just to uh, as an example of what you're talking yeah, about yeah they had to come back and do otherwise it's just like they're like what you're just leaving it on an ambiguous note does that mean you think this is good <laughs> you think this is good yeah. no dude. uh so you know, but she, you know, she was still back in the day. I guess she hadn't fully uh, imbibed these restrictions. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the parallel. There's a parallel there. Well, let's let's go on. I performed this idea in front of three people of Latin descent, 
which I'm not sure. You, do you, are you allowed to say Latin descent? Is that a thing? Um, I think you need to at least say Latinx. <laughs> she didn't do the, the tinks for sure, but also that seems a little too broad. I mean, wouldn't we say, you know, yeah. I don't know we, anyways, or maybe she's going with Latin because she doesn't want to say Latino. Well, that's the thing. Is but like doesn't want to say Latinx either. Spe- specificity is tricky. I remember in high school once I was talking to uh, Miss Bradley, who you nearly uh, got to quit her job. Um, and I was like, you know, we should do something for Dia de los Muertos because we're doing Mexico and ACTEC and a bunch of ACTEC people were in her AP Gov class. And I was like, you know, we're, we're interested in like doing something for I me. Mean, we're always looking for a reason to have a party or blow class off. And I was like, anyway, I thought you might be interested. I, I, I know you're Hispanic. And she was like, Mexican's not a bad word, Elizabeth. You can say I'm Mexican. And I was like, well, I don't know where you're from. And she was like, that's true. Mm-hmm. She gave me that one. But there like in Texas, there's much less of a taboo about specificity, about saying, you well, know, yeah. so-and-so is a Mexican. You just assume but Mexican. But that has almost like taken on 95%. in this era a pejorative sense, right? Like it, it feels somewhat pejorative. And so I think people are concerned, like what level of specificity do I apply? Do I pull all the way back and say POC? Do I take one level down and go by POC? or BIPOC. Or do I go all the way down to like... Honduran, you know, it's it's not clear in every circumstance. I mean, I'm sure different circumstances call for different etiquettes. But anyway, unclear also if Latinos are indigenous on account of their mestizo background. I would say, yeah. I just had this discussion the other day, and guy told me no. Why? I don't know. What the? Well, how are Latinos not some indigenous? I'm right. Just in, saying, in every BIPOC, meaning, the I does not include them. That's what I've been told. I find that really. Unfair. I inquired, and that's what I've been told. I find that really unfair. What will? Well, what does he think that this... I, I, that's it's only Native Americans, you know, with the tribes and whatnot. But the why well, Latin America? I know, but it's only like Cherokees and shit. Okay, I know that doesn't make any sense. Why not? You know, my I don't. That's just the rules. That's the okay. BIPOC. You know, I talked to the the big man on the BIPOC council. All right. And, uh, okay. So anyway, she did this performance in front of three people of Latin descent. <laughs> um, I'm not Latina or an immigrant. That's probably why my idea failed. Now, what's interesting here is, Shit, maybe, I mean, I you know. see the analogy, obviously, to blackface, because uh, I guess she's uh, maybe in her performance pretending to be, uh, at some point, a refugee. Um, so, in a sense, all acting is sort of like blackface. Um, no, well, yeah, that's why all the actors are quitting now. Yes. Uh, so... That, that because uh, Matt has pointed out that epistemic, you know, it's difficult to make that distinction. So now every damn idiot actor on Twitter is like, Alison Brie regrets voicing an Asian American character. Simpsons mm-hmm. will only hire people of color to voice their characters of color. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wow, great. That was great that. But who are they hiring to voice Cletus? The slack jawed yokel. Are they hiring uh, a slack jawed yokel for that? <laughs> that's i mean i you know, you know there's this the class what about my people of it um what about my people but that uh white <coughs> people it, it's it's really remarkable that the sort of cultural elites watched these enormous protests over the murder of an innocent man uh and uh <laughs> and they were like you know what hank azaria shouldn't do a poo anymore <laughs> it's like great <laughs> wonderful glad we got there uh, and, well, it's not. Uh, I, there's been. Uh, I saw a report today that said that the Texas Real Estate, uh, you know, Association is not gonna. It's gonna stop calling things master bedroom. Okay. So, all right. Mm, so that's what they want. What? Yeah. That's, that's, those that's, are the that's what these protests were for. Those are the demands. Yeah. They um, were like they're being integrated on your real estate listings. Whatever, fam. Call. Whatever. Say it's Anyways, the large bedroom. What I think is interesting here is she screens this idea in front of a few people. Right, she in knows. a sense, it it's it reads almost like though she may not have intended it this way, but in effect, like one of the sensitivity readings or sensitivity screenings, yeah. which I'm told is how all young adult fiction works nowadays. Yeah. Where everything you write, you have there's like a panel of of, <laughs> of self appointed elders who tell you that it's this is this is what is okay for my people and not yeah um so yeah so that that seems to be what she was doing here right she didn't take it to a stage production or do it at the dc freak fringe fest or whatever she did it in front of a small group of friends and presumably was like 
all right, tell me what you think. And they were like, uh, not a good look, very offensive or whatever. And then she's like, okay. And then didn't, didn't do it. Didn't do it. And like, that seems perfect, right? Yet. <laughs> that seems like exactly what you would want, how this would work, right? Right. You're like, I'm trying um, to do the satire to make a point, but uh, I, I, I don't come from this group and this is not my background. So I'm going to run it by some people who do have experience this is way. what this is what listening to voices would seem to look like, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I right. don't know, so I should go check someone who does know and right. ask the experts and listen to their this. voice and like go with what they say, which she did. However, right, but she's still is like, no, I should never even the thought have should to not that have point. come into my mind. <laughs> the thought should not have occurred, and it's it's fascinating because it's like it's it's not only it. When I think back to the YA fiction comparison, it would be as if you wrote the book and you were like, okay, I'm not just going to publish it straight out. I'm going to go check with sensitivity readers. And then the sensitivity readers were like, oh, there's a problem here and here. You got like basically 10 things you just need to clean up. And then it was just like, okay, I guess I better resign. I guess I better quit. Like, all right, well. Like, no, that's... You you, go fix the things. You're supposed to not even you're supposed to be flawless right? You're, to the point where not just like, oh, I made a mistake or something like that, but like even if you, there's not even a person that you you can't even check with someone ahead of time because through the process of checking whether yeah. this is okay or maybe sus or whatever, through the process of checking, you have to do the thing or say the thing or write the thing or whatever. And so through that process, you've you've committed, you've committed the crime. <laughs> right. That's how it works, you know. It's like <laughs> I've never seen it taken to this level. I, I, um, it, it is remarkable. You know, usually, you, have, I, so, so, but you're burying the lead in that you, you didn't say what she did to herself for having. Yes. Well, yes. So having she, had this thought. So she, you know, has thought about this, and she uh, is uh, resigning from she, her job. She is resigned from. Uh, her government contract position. Yeah, she submitted her letter of resignation. She actually says it due to this original sin of mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just well, you one. know, uh, the mm. the original sin wasn't thinking about I, maybe I asked God if I could eat from the tree that He said <laughs> I couldn't, and instead of reiterating it, God was like, "Nasus, you yeah, canceled." <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor is a little weird. But due to this original sin of mine, I've decided to willingly accept the same consequences that Schaefer, which is the Megan Kelly blackface lady, uh-huh. has faced for her own actions. I've submitted a lezer- letter of resignation to my right. job. I'm doing this by offering my letter of resignation. I'm doing the sort of right mm-hmm. that I wish I can see Barr or Gorsuch or Kavanaugh do. I'm dispensing economic justice to myself that Equifax has so far avoided. I think it whips complete and total ass that for the last uh, eight years that we've been doing the economic justice thing, like on the Bernie platform, people have been hearing, oh, that's when bad people are poor. (laughs) No, 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 guys, no, (laughs) no. That's not what that means. What I love about this one, I'm doing the right. The right. I wish I can see Barr or Gorsuch or Kavanaugh do. So one, lib brain. Oh God, we know this is lib deep brain. Deep into the Russiagate shit. This is lib brain. I know what Kavanaugh did. I guess I know what Barr did. I mean, what's the Gorsuch line? Uh, I'll tell you what the Gorsuch line is. Uh, do you mean Merrick Garland? That's Merrick Garland's seat. Is that is that our line? He is <laughs> uh, an interloper. He has usurped the rightful throne okay. of Merrick Garland. Okay. So thank you very much. Okay. Yes. And uh, so yes, as I said before, I'm dispensing economic justice to myself, which is, I guess, I didn't pick up on this immediately. Maybe this is what you were getting at, but mm-hmm. the term economic justice, <laughs> understood as you know, conventionally as meaning some kind of egalitarian system of fairness where income and wealth are distributed for, you know in a somewhat equal way people have their needs met and so on mm-hmm. but for her it's 
being it's like economically punished for your bad acts. <laughs> yeah. It is, I am now rightfully self-impoverishing yeah. because that's what economic justice is. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a punitive thing against bad people. Can you just imagine being like a normal boss and getting that letter of resignation that's like, I did, <laughs> I did this skit in front of some friends and they're not calling for me to be fired, but I just feel like I should be, frankly. For I mean, you, I think you, you know. just got to send an okay to that one. You'd just be All like, right. what? I'm, I'm glad, frankly. What? I mean, just knowing now what I know. Self-cancellation, um, it, it's the kind of thing that Matt likes because it does follow the logic. She went all the way all there. All the way to the end. All the way there. Self-cancellation. That's, this is the first... I mean, I've seen some people trying to get out ahead of stuff, you know, like uh, being like, I'm going to come out and admit that I'm a DM creep or something. Uh, but I have never seen someone straight up just be like, all right, that's it. I'm self-canceled. I'm canceled by myself now. I'm quitting my job. I'm telling all my friends that they're fucked up if they hang out with me. <laughs> and, uh, and that's it. I mean, that's that's pretty... Pretty remarkable. Then frankly. she ends it with because here's here's the weird question. Okay, so um, you know it's the same question that we always have on something like this, which is okay if you're gonna fire someone for uh, something that's not based on them having being incompetent at their job, but mm-hmm. for other things like doing a a sus uh, revamp of a modest proposal or whatever. <laughs> sus. Um, okay. And that's what economic justice entails. That is, yeah. Does can she not get another job? Ever like no. why? Why? How is economic dispense, dis, justice dispensed by being removed from this job, but not the next job? Like as soon as she gets the next job, shouldn't she uh, do another resignation? Yeah, I mean, because she will have still have done this skit when in, uh, in history. At no point in the future will she ever not have done this skit. When are you ever cleansed of sin? <laughs> you know, what does atonement look like? I, I, I don't know. I mean, are we are we angling sort of informally towards a view that says uh, the punishment is you lose one job. But one then, then okay, jobs. yeah, of course, you're going to go get another one. And it's like, well, why? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what does it matter if you if your flow of labor uh continues to go into the firm that you're current that it currently goes into or if you move that flow of labor into a new firm yeah in what sense has anything been dispensed <laughs> unless you're saying you're gonna like undergo a period of of like suffering soul searching like, i'm gonna i'm gonna wait go, until i run yeah. out of money and become homeless and so on and then i'm gonna go I'm going to uh, go into um, the desert for 40 <laughs> days. Because um, otherwise, you know, because I mean, like, you know, people who lose jobs, they get new jobs. So what's what, what's what's happened? I mean, in most cases now she's doing it in the middle of coronavirus. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. But she does end it like this. Okay. And I think it's funny because she does. To my mind, she is trying to answer kind of that question, which is yeah. like, well, what now? Like, okay, you've self-canceled and fired yourself. So f- what? What has been accomplished by this? And this what what does so this mean awesome. about it? Like, wh- wh- you know, what does the future entail for you, yeah. for anyone? She goes, with this essay, I'm trying to answer this question from so many well-meaning allies, even those who have made a serious mistake in the past. What can we do? For starters, ask people engaged in racist behavior to leave immediately. Leave where? Jobs? The the party? Kill yourself? (laughs) I don't know. Um, She's still referring to this party she was at. But she is not at this party. But she's like, but like you've you've underplayed also the the title of this post, which has nothing to do with the buried lead of her self cancellation. I think she wrote the title before she, you know, and then she didn't go back up. She went on a jazz odyssey. I understand that. I've been an essayist myself, but. She uh, she's uh, she's talking about how white allies don't do enough, and and she's obviously writing under uh, the backlash to this article, and so I do think there's an element of herself trying to get out ahead of something that was never going to come out. For one thing, she points out that one of the people present at her focus group for her joke 
was the other girl at the party yeah. with her so why hadn't she canceled you already yeah. um but uh you know hell i don't know maybe, okay yeah so leave immediately which mm-hmm. um i think you're right in her mind she's thinking about the party but she's actually stating this as a general thing yeah. so it would also include leave your job i guess yeah. or whatever and then Le- what leave my presence and then what after we get a microphone and sound off What's the next step? So the sounding off is you being like, leave or whatever. Get out. There's a shocking. (laughs) After you've canceled the person, after you've got them fired from their job, then what? What Mm -hmm. do you do? What the fucking what now? It's a legit question in my opinion. There's a shockingly simple answer to that. Keep doing it. All right. (laughs) Keep doing it. Just keep on. Just keep doing it. I guess that means she's going to keep quitting jobs. And if you notice your social circle gets smaller because of it, then so be it. It will, though not both directly and indirectly because of this <laughs> strange way of behaving. It's a case of the garbage taking itself out. Is she the mm. garbage? <laughs> If you're more worried about how your friends and loved ones feel than a very likely isolated person of color in a hostile situation, then I have nothing further to say to you. She's taken herself out. She's taken her own garbage self out. (laughs) (laughs) This whole exercise is just so fucking bizarre. Just wild. By the way, this is a will be media. This is eleven minute read. So <laughs> it's a. It's very it. funny uh. to me because usually they won't admit that the point of getting fired when you're canceled is to make you poor to punish you. They'll oh, try. Wait, to- wait. Is this new? I think this is new. Oh, I need, oh I need my to God. do the way back. Do we have a real time update? I here? do because there's now an asterisk <gasps> in the copy and then an asterisk on okay. the bottom as a footnote. Where does it get the us? The asterisk is put where she talks about resigning, okay? And, you know, she's resigning from her government contracting job where I don't right. know, she does some sort of design, I would guess. And she, here's, the, here's the asterisk My contracting organization did not accept my resignation. I will continue to work with them on fostering conversations about racial inclusion for everyone who wishes to participate. That is not, that is not how that works. That's amazing. You you can't be like, I quit. And they're like, no, you don't. And you're like, oh, well, fuck. (laughs) Well, what can can I I do? do? That's not how that works. I I did my best. So now it's like you reached a whole nother twist of just what, how did, what are you even talking about? Did this even happen? I think this is amazing. (laughs) Like there's another level of like something's going wrong here. I need you to understand, explain how did you resign and then have it not accepted and then think you have to continue to work instead of just being like, what? I'm Well, I'm not, I'm not coming to work anymore. I mean, I guess if you want to pay me, I guess that's your thing. When you know? I quit at the Washington Post, they're like, nope. Nope. I you're still like, staying. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I'll have to tell the other job I can't come. So that's a whole new twist. I just noticed. That's fabulous. Um, I love that. I love this whole thing. I think it's great. I think this is wonderful. It's this, great this post that the post fully boiled the my post brain. was like, we got to write an article because um, this person uh, really wants us to. <laughs> and they just let this this person who is, might have some various issues uh, just just wind them up into the into writing that thing. Um, but anyway, I hope it was worth it. Uh, you win some and you lose some. Sue Schaefer uh, trying to get work during uh, this pandemic might not uh, feel it. Uh, this accomplished, uh, you know, taking the garbage out. Uh, but, you know, opinions are going to differ on that kind of thing. And you just got to step up and tell your friends to get fucked, I guess. <laughs> you got to tell them to get fucked. But I, and if you don't have any friends anymore, that's just fucking that, well, man. That's you. That's the garbage taking um, itself out. And you got to kind of tell yourself to get fucked. <laughs> Why were you hanging out with garbage? The whole thing is so, like, hyper-Calvinist where it's like... <laughs> For the crime of even having the thought of this skit, I should be fired. Right, yes. And then if I even was friends with someone that I didn't know to be racist, but then found to be racist, and I told them to fuck off, that's kind of sus too. 
that I was friends with a crypto racist. That's true. Yes. Yeah, that's kind of sus. Right. So like you should have noticed that. I mean, you the know, sin hunting just never stops. It's never, you know, it's like <laughs> everyone, like she says, it's original sin. She's like, everyone is indicted in this. But instead of like taking the Catholic turn, which is like, okay, every everyone is incriminated by original sin. So therefore we have to be merciful with one another because right. we're we're all prone to wrongdoing and uh, therefore you should like keep your eyes on your own paper and try to live a virtuous life and not continually harass other people for their sins because you have them yourself. She's like, nope, you should prosecute sin unto the ends of the earth. Uh, and I mean, yeah, that's one way to do it. Um, but you know, I think this kind of demonstrates you're going to continually catch yourself in your own net. Uh, it's, it's, it's remarkable. So there's that saga. I saw another great post. Okay. Uh, Jesse uh, Single uh, did post this as well. And uh, it's like these people appeared to have like a shitty breakup. You're talking about the Hella Black podcast, Delancey. Uh, yep. Yep. Demand agreement letter. I mean, I don't even know how to describe uh, this. Well, thing. what I what I find interesting is like they uh they were they had like a shitty breakup or whatever, and and the this is a podcast host. The podcast I'd never heard of it before, but apparently, uh, it, it's sort of like uh, it, there's two black men that host it, and it's sort of about black masculinity, as far sure. as I could tell from reading it, and like you know trying to interrogate toxic masculinity in the black community or something like right, that. Right, like trying not to be toxic. Yeah, 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 um, Something that I don't even try uh, not to do. I like the implication that most of us are just willingly going around uh, being toxic. But anyway, uh, they he was involved with a woman and, you know, at the conclusion of their thing, she felt like there had been some element of uh, like emotional abuse in it or like boundary crossing and so he puts out a statement he puts out like a press release very long statement on his breakup uh and it's like uh it's written like a legal document like the pages are numbered um it starts there's a lot out of, there's dating the past process 07 2019 yeah. to 06 2020 demands agreed uh, to on 621 yeah hereafter the relationship it's like, and uh, what you begin to realize reading this is uh, these people, you know, there's always this concern from, uh, you know, freaked out conservatives that the, you know, the nutcase SJW uh, people are going to like infiltrate HR departments. But no, actually, the HR thing has kind of infiltrated them. Yeah, yeah. And that they've decided to run their relationships as though they are HR departments, mm -hmm. like bringing in mediators and only communicating through counsel. Yeah, yeah. He had like a restorative justice arbitrator. Yeah, he, or whatever. they brought in an arbitrator, and he had to that, list. That seemed to be the the impetus. If you read the letter of uh, that was leaking from this uh, restorative yeah. justice arbitrator uh, who was going to resolve uh, these relationship disputes or whatever, even though they're not together anymore, as far as I understand. Yeah, but. and 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 so like he has to like list the harms that he agrees he did mm -hmm. right so you can start out from like all right we can take for granted uh you know these these infractions and they are uh in 2018 after previously agreeing we would be sober for the first time we had sex we were both intoxicated and neither of us could legally consent following week we discussed the event why we should have honored our boundary during this exchange i attributed my contribution to breaking the boundary to my arousal by blaming my contribution to the breaking of the boundary to my arousal. I reduced the impact of the event and dismissed the concerns that she raised. So he's not actually guilty of the infraction of having sex while drunk. The infraction is he was dismissive about it. Right. Well, well, they're both guilty of the first one. Right. And so it's sort of a wash. But then, yes, the problem becomes the way he reacted to her bringing it up, which was apparently to say, I was horny. Yeah. She's like, why did you have sex? And he's like, I wanted to. <laughs> okay. Uh, number two, while trying to develop a politic of ethical non-monogamy, there have been uh -oh. Uh, yeah. Uh oh there have been multiple occasions where I did not follow through on complete transparency. I referred to someone I was dating as Pearl instead of my current partner. 
So like wasn't transparent, was just like, oh, I'm just going to go hang out with Pearl instead of being like, I'm going to go, you know, get some from Pearl. I failed to consistently reciprocate emotional labor and made comments that aligned with the same unacceptable patriarchal norms that I often tell men to divest from. Examples that were addressed include, I said that she talked in dissertations. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the money I was giving to queer women, trans women, cis women, sex workers, and former partners as practicing a politic of bringing a cishet man who gives money to women. Mm, Me too. I paid for meals, gifts, and Airbnb and other expenses for this former partner. However, the former partner wanted me to engage in small gift giving more often. In one particular instance, I said I could not pay for a flight and let them know I could not afford it. I don't really understand that one. Like, you didn't do small gift giving? Neither does Matt. Uh, Matt doesn't do any. It sounded giving. like she just wanted him to spend more on her than he uh, did. Yeah, um, I, though I, it's kind of c- confusing because the preliminary sentence is, implies that he's giving a lot of money to a lot of different people. Yeah, but um, then it sounds like it's just one person. And also, it, when he says he's giving money to sex workers, yeah. is he saying he's do, he's that's doing? Not, that's not clear. Um, I mean, that's how right? Or is he just yeah. doing donations? I mean, I, I did not um, explicitly communicate when I needed time by myself, and instead. Stopped initiating conversations. (laughs) Between 2018 and 19, there were four times where I referred to white women as the word bitch. Mm -hmm. I then ignorantly justified the use of my word because my misogyny was directed at a white woman. See, it's unclear. I think we went over this before. It's not clear. It's not clear yet if if the B word's on its way back or not. This is a five page document. it's It's in a liminal state. I'm uh, um, Amber Frost of the Chapo Trap House uh, universe, universe, uh, extended universe, um, friend of the cast. Uh, she says you can say bitch. Yeah, there are people who say that. I mean, I, I you know, I try not to. I try not to. Yeah, you to, can't. You're not. You can't be involved in this one. Uh, I think that I, you can yeah, say bitch. I try to avoid. Uh, I wouldn't say it at work. I try to avoid uh, touching the line, but yeah, um, third rail. That well, B but word. here's the question, right? You know, I think, what if you use it to describe a man? <laughs> you know, but well, you, you know, yeah. So there's a lot of ways you can go with it, but but anyway, that's funny. What if you're only using it as a verb? So these um, are mostly mild and whatever, and I, I don't know. I mean, it, it was a bad relationship, right? It sounds like yeah, you guys weren't getting along. You you couldn't agree on stuff. You you had fights. You know that sucks. Uh, I, I, why it has to be this enormous, uh, like legal esque reckoning on Twitter is unclear to me. Uh, and then interestingly, when this document was put out and it was like brought to the attention of Twitter, um, white people were told not to retweet it. They were like, "We're calling this man in. Delancey is being called in. White people do not dare retweet this." <laughs> i'm like all right guys this is getting a little bit absurd i feel like uh, you know you 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 know interpersonal (laughs) issues you know taking them to twitter to kind of publicly litigate uh something you've already tried i mean i guess as long as both it's look it's sort of like a cult on some level right like as long as everyone involved like is down with it then all right i mean i guess that's cool like if if this is how you want to live i mean i kind of read it and was like is this a is this a sexual thing like I, like <laughs> like not just like you know the contents but like in general is this some sort of like self-flagellation i don't i don't really know um, you know there was recently a thing about this that i wanted to run by you mm-hmm. uh somebody went to like the <laughs> like a family restaurant uh and i think this was in great britain uh, so this is like a family chain restaurant. I don't know exactly which one it was, but somebody showed up in like like a dog kink gear. Do you know of which I speak? I have not. I'm not aware of this. Uh, you know, it's like when well, I know. Well, I mean, not not okay. Go you, ahead. You, you know, it's like uh, some people when they do like BDSM they're being like a, like a dungeon guy and like a captive girl 
or something. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Well, this is like I'm I'm a human who owns a dog and you're the dog and I guess I have sex with the dog. Also. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, humiliation or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. So this person shows up in like sex gear. I, they were not maybe indecently dressed, uh, but they 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 did a you know a, they were like drinking out of a water bowl placed on the ground beside the booth in this chilies okay <laughs> and, and like there was a bunch of controversy as to whether it's kink shaming to be like you gotta you gotta stop this you gotta i don't want to be a part of this <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said it's not all that different than a peeping tom where like yeah there's some voyeurism involved here where like if a guy is outside your window watching you watch tv or whatever and beating off to it you can be like fuck off i don't want to be a part of this i don't want to be a part of you jacking off you know whatever you do in your own home i can't be a you know i have no yeah, control over that yeah, that's a move you could make but i don't want to be a part of this inter interaction which is some part of your weird beat off thing but the one is they're invading privacy in this case you're out in the public yeah, but I don't. I still am not consenting to be a part of your weird humiliation kink thing. I do not want to be the audience for this. I, feel I you. you know, I and feel as you. you know, I mean, I, I I would like to see it personally. <laughs> Matt's the Monique gif. I would like to see it. I mean, what? what <laughs> I mean, would it? Wouldn't you? Like, here I am at the DC Weirdo Festival. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're all over that place. They should they should send you as a correspondent <laughs> to some kind of king festival, and you can continually get the name wrong. Be like, here I am at the Glasgow of uh, Freak Carnival. <laughs> it's just like it's like the Carl Pilkick <laughs> travel show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think I would be. I think, I think, I, you'd I, think be, I would make a good show. You know, and the if reason, I could keep it up, I mean, he was he was he had so much so material. Much material. <laughs> um, but I, I think I could have some funny moments, just sort of traveling around the world, being the way that I am. I think that you do have lots of uh funny moments being the way that you are just going around the world it's uh it's why you, uh it's why we love you so Alrighty. thanks for listening folks uh keep your eyes peeled on the patreon page for a prompt for a special ep we have planned uh and have a good weekend bye 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 bye